I'll rise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. <clears throat> o come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 56 on page 408. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man goeth about to devour me. He is daily fighting and troubling me. Mine enemies are daily at hand to swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most highest. Nevertheless, though I am sometime afraid, yet put I my trust in thee. I will praise God because of his word. I have put my trust in God, and will not fear what flesh can do unto me. They daily mistake my words. All that they imagine is to do me evil. They hold all together, and keep themselves close, and mark my steps when they lay wait for my soul. Shall they escape for their wickedness? Thou, O God, in thy displeasure shalt cast them down. Thou tellest wanderings, put my tears into thy bottle. Are not these things noted in thy book? Whensoever I call upon thee, then shall mine enemies be put to flight. This I know, for God is on my side. In God's word will I rejoice. In the Lord's word will I comfort me. Yea, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Unto thee, O God, will I pay my vows. Unto thee will I give thanks. For thou hast delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was at the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st verse of the 25th chapter of the book of Genesis. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah his wife conceived. 
But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I this way? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over, so they called his name Esau. Afterwards his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when she bore them. So the boys grew, and Isaac was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what profit shall this birthright be to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him, and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the sixth chapter of the epistle to First Corinthians, uh, to the Corinthians, First Corinthians. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach, and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? 
for you were brought, bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them to sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy ghost born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of god the father almighty from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is a kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen o lord show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation o god may clean our hearts within us and take not thy holy spirit from us Almighty God, who sees that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create making us new and contrite hearts that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may attain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, 
that we should be trusting in thy defense. May not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. You know, sometimes with our lessons, we get, as this morning, both lessons speak to the same thing. And we begin with our Old Testament lesson and just to dive deeper into it. Um, we have here the birth of, of Esau and Jacob. And it's you know, some things to note is that once again, we have a couple who are having trouble conceiving a child. Isaac and Rebecca are, have been married 20 years and have been unable to have children. And then finally, God's grace gives them not just one child, but two child, two children. And here we have Esau and Jacob. And Esau will be the, the, the progenitor of the nation of Edom. And also some, some traditions hold that through him, we also get the Amalekites and all these, these rivals for the nation of Israel. And obviously through Jacob, we get the nation of Israel. And some of the old traditions, some of the old stories about the, the, the two brothers in the womb fighting is that when the family would pass by a holy place, a, an altar to Yahweh, for instance, Jacob would start to move in his tomb or his womb as if he was trying to get out. And when they would pass by pagan places, Esau would try to get out. Esau's the nations descended from him would turn to paganism and would be an enemy to Israel. So much so that, you know, tradition holds that the Edomites were under Nebuchadnezzar participated in the destruction of the temple at Jerusalem when they were carried away into captivity to Babylon. So we have the story of these two nations, but we also have the story of two brothers. And this will be a recurring theme throughout the, the, through scripture is the younger brother supplanting the older brother. We will see it in Joseph and his brothers. We will see it with King David and his brothers. We will see this played out often. And it goes to show us that, you know, the, the strictures and, and traditions of this world are precisely that of this world. And God will do what he's going to do. He is good and will, will raise up the younger son, even though the traditions of the world say that the older, oldest boy is the one who is supposed to have all these things. But, you know, to connect our two lessons this morning and to talk about the spiritual life, we look at this nature of sin. And we see... In Esau, one of the, the 
chief motivators of our sinfulness. And, and Esau has a momentary hunger. He's not going to die from this thing. But he is so focused on eliminating his own anxiety, eliminating his own, you know, discomfort that he sells his birthright for, uh, you know, a mess of pottage, for a, a bowl of soup, a bunch of lentils. He sells his brother his birthright. And this is something that we, all of us do in our sinfulness. We have been granted this, this, the gift of new life, this, this relationship through Christ with God the Father. And we have this relationship. And yet, what do we do? We often squander it for these momentary things to alleviate whatever discomfort in, or whatever temporary pleasure that we think we're going to get out of it. And this is what you know, Paul is getting at in his letter to the Corinthians. These, the specific sins that he's talking about are less important than the, the why we do the sinfulness, why we act out in this way. Sexual immorality is one of the, the most out-in-your-face sins that we commit. It is one of the, the, the ones that we struggle with the most. It's one of the ones that we are most evident of our fallen nature, this inability to control these, these baser urges. And he's talking about how this actually damages the body, not just the body of the individual, but the body of Christ. Because when you engage in this particular sin, but all sin has the, the same result, is that it pulls you out of the body of Christ. Because Jesus does not participate in sinfulness. So when we sin, we are in essence no longer in Christ, and he is no longer in us in a sense. We are, have turned away from God, turned away from this relationship and this love that we have in Christ for this temporary pleasure, for this temporary thing. And so this, this is instructive for us in our, our Lenten disciplines because all of these urges are part of the body. All of these things, not just the sexual urges, but all sin comes from our, our senses, from our ideas about what we want in life. And the important thing, and the thing that disciplines help us do, is to train the will, train our minds, and to put our emotions, our urges, our, our desires into subjection to our will. The will is what distinguishes us from other animals. It is in the will that we are images of God himself, having this will, having this ability to, to decide to do things or not to do things. That is a great power and a great responsibility that we have. And we can only train our will to do the right thing if we train it in little ways, like our Lenten disciplines, so that we don't end up like Esau, just, you know, giving up everything that God has promised us 
for a temporary relief of our anxiety or our distress. We always have to keep that in mind and keep our relationship with God first and foremost in our thoughts in order to make it through this world and to be transformed by God and to be something different from all, everything around us and to have that, that peace of God, which is transformative, not just for us, but for the whole body of the church in Christ and ultimately for the entire world. Just a few thoughts for today's lessons. Uh, we'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou dost be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday and great rest of your week. Thank you, Father John. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you so Bye, much. Hi, Colin.